So yes, people, a historic moment. We welcome our first ever guest. Woo! Woo! In his pump. In his pump. Guest, guest, guest. First ever guest. We've managed to persuade somebody to come and join us on this on this podcast, which is we're absolutely over the moon about this podcast, which is of course all about. <laughs> so we we've we've got a guest. So I was crowing earlier about winning my fantasy title last year with the Walthamstow Dogs. I couldn't have do it, done it without this person, my co-head coach of the franchise. I want to welcome into the pod, Mr. Joe Cohen. Woo. How's it going? Hey, guys. How's it going? It's great to be here. Hey. I feel like I'm having my Alan Partridge moment. <laughs> it's a daily occurrence. It's a daily occurrence. Don't worry. Hey, thanks, thanks for coming on. Um, we've been giving listeners the queue up to fantasy. So, again, I mentioned we won my title. Can you just give the listeners a bit of a background into um, who the Wolfenstow Dogs are, what league we're in, what it, what it's all about, and why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, fantasy football is like you know, uh, short person's basketball. So we're not running actual franchises, but we get to run imaginary fantasy franchises and pick the players who we want, and then based on how the players play each week, we get certain points for our team. And I'm going to date myself a little bit and tell you that. My first fantasy football league was in 1990, um, which I was the commissioner of and I founded. And back then, you can imagine, it was like stacks of books. And I had to go through like 10 different newspapers every Sunday and Monday to get the stats and compile it. And it was like a full-time job in addition to having a full-time job and supposedly going to uni at the same time. But it was great because you could actually have a team that you owned. And, you know, I've been, I've been a football fan diehard my entire life. And so for me to actually have a franchise that I could actually control and make decisions on was like a dream come, come true. So it didn't really matter for me. So I started in 1990 with a league, and that league went for about 10 years, and then it folded. And um, the league we're in now, which is called the SoCal 10, for Southern California, because I lived in Southern California when this league started. Mm-hmm was formed in 2002, and so we've been going for, this will be year number 11 or 12 um, for this league, and, and three of the clubs, including our own, were original clubs from the first league in 1990, so we're kind of like the old AFL franchises that have come <laughs> to the NFL and prospered, and now we're going you know, 22 years later. And so technology's finally caught up with the vision, and it's making everything so much more easier, and allowing fantasy football to scale. Now you can find out if you suck as a GM really quickly. <laughs> you don't have to wait all that time in between. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the thing that we're trying to, you know, we're trying to tell people as a bit of a fantasy intro this week is, you know, the stuff's easy, it's accessible, the intel is there on your fingertips, on Twitter, on the channels. Mm-hmm. It just allows you to be, and this is the great thing about it, you can be a person of any age in anywhere globally and be able to compete on a level playing field with anybody else. And that adds to the fun level of it, right? It's amazing. I mean, there is so much data available now about NFL players and NFL teams that's totally free and from so many different sources. You can be as educated as anyone who runs a franchise, who's a beat writer for any of the newspapers, who's involved in the sport in any way. You can become as knowledgeable as them immediately almost overnight i mean it's shocking the access to data that we have today that we never had before and i remember you know sitting around talking with friends about who loved football and 
kind of imagining what the conversations were inside a general manager's office or a coach's office. And now you don't have to imagine it because we know all this stuff and it's all transparent. And so it's really revolutionized those of us who, who for a long time have fantasized about wanting to do this. You're right. But that said, I think we all like to pit ourselves against the experts from, from our armchairs. Yeah. But we should dive into the actual facts here. So we're looking at lots of stats for this season, upcoming drafts happening over the next couple of weeks, and it's all laid out, right? It's perfectly. There you go. There's a script. There's a rule book. Yeah. But if you look back at drafts from 2011, oh, you apply the nose peg in many instances. So it doesn't always work out that way, right? So, and we know this is unpredictably about the sport. Do you want to maybe just give some insight into the, the, the fantasy league for Wolf and Stone Dogs last year? What was successful? What wasn't successful? What we changed? What, what was the key to winning that title last year? Well, it certainly wasn't our draft because nope. we, had a, we had a pretty terrible draft last year. And I think it's one thing, you know, we, we've been up and down as a team over the years and we won the championship last year. I think two years before that, we won one game. We went one in 15. Um, a couple years before that, we won 12 games. And so we've been, we've been up and down. I'm looking at Ineo's face now. He's like, you didn't mention that. And I was like, right, yeah. Just all that, all yeah. I've heard <laughs> about is the fact that you guys won the league. He yeah, did not mention the 1-15 season. You've got to rebuild. Bro. Was that the Miami Dolphins season yeah, you've for you? Yeah, you've got to rebuild. That's all it was. We've been up and down, but the one thing that's been consistent is we've been really bad at drafting. And, and I think we've saved ourselves. So last year, if you go back and you look at our draft, um, there's really two things that saved us. And it wasn't even, one wasn't even our draft. So one was that in the draft, we made a deal with another team for them to draft, for us to draft Tony Romo and them to draft Matthew Stafford and then have the trade planned before we even made the pick. So we wanted to get Matthew Stafford. We thought another team was going to take them. We asked a third team, hey, will you draft Stafford? We'll draft Romo, and then we'll trade them afterwards. And this other team didn't even ask for anything in addition to Romo. Like if somebody came to me and asked me for that, I'd want an extra draft pick. I want an extra player. We got it. And it turns out Matthew Stafford had you know, an incredible, incredible year. The second thing that happened for us, which was not in the draft, was that a week into the season, we picked up a guy called Cam Newton, who was a free agent. And Cam Newton not only had the greatest rookie season in NFL history, which is so unlike anyone we would ever pick up, um, I think he scored, you know, pretty much as many, if not more, fantasy points than just about anyone. But, but you know, if you look at our draft last year, so we, la- we drafted Shady McCoy in the first round, and I think, you know, that's a totally great pick. He's a first rounder. He had a great year. I think he's going to go in the top five, six again this year. You know, even with a new contract, I'm a little worried about taking him again. I don't know that I would take him again. It's the, it's the contract uh, year phenomenon. Sorry, it is. This has come up in an earlier pod. Sorry. It is. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's a salient point. It's a salient point. And Joe touches on a great point. These are decisions that fantasy owners are looking at all the time, right? And, yeah. and to your point, Joe, I think it's a really good one. And just to fill all the listeners in, in case they don't necessarily know. So in last year in... Our league for fantasy football. Now, there's lots of slightly different scoring um, routines for leagues. Don't worry too much about that. Mm-hmm. But th- So in the whole of fantasy football last season, 2011, number one player was Drew Brees. Number two player was Aaron Rodgers. Number three player was Tom Brady. 
Number four player was Matthew Stafford, and number five player was Cam Newton, and we had both of those. So extremely successful. But I think, to Joe's point, what it also tells you is, look, and we're going into the fantasy draft week. If you have a terrible draft, it's not over. It's not the end of the world. It's not. I mean, we're here to prove it, right? Yeah. So but, unlike unlike um, the football fantasy game, which you normally you start off with, you know, an amount of money, and then you can't really you can't really like transfer players. You kind of lose interest halfway through. With with fantasy football, it seems that week in week out, there's definitely something that you can be doing to improve your team, whether it's trades within the league or whether it's picking up free agents. That it seems to be a lot more involved and a lot more. And you're right, and, and I think it'd be great to get Joe's take on this, but the NFL is becoming much more a positional, situational league. Mm-hmm. Instead of one guy coming in the ball game and doing everything in one position for the next 10 seasons, lots of different guys playing lots of different roles and lots of different teams. So if you're smart and you're able to manage your players, you can move some things around and, and swap players in in weeks, and you can try to scan the system like that, Joe, do you think? Well, yeah, you certainly can. The other thing which... Um, I think has to get brought up here is that the NFL is just a, a physically brutal sport and you know, guys get hurt and they get knocked out for the season pretty quickly. And so, you know, I, it's one of those things where you can get a guy who's a total superstar who gets hurt and, you know, he's gone. So, you know, you, you look at last year, for example, you know, Adrian Peterson was the first pick in the draft, Right. And you look at the, you know, what happened to Adrian Peterson over the course of the year, and, you know, it's not a pretty story. If you were the guys who went and picked that guy, you know, he got hurt after, I think, four or five games and then, you know, missed pretty much the back half of the season. And number, uh, and number two pick last season as well, just to remind you, was Jamal Charles, who missed the whole season. Missed, missed the whole season. Chris Johnson, you know, third pick in our draft, held out and then had a terrible season. Darren McFadden was the ninth pick in the first round. I was just talking about this with the owner of the West Coast offense who picked him last year, you know, got hurt after the first few games and they, they didn't handcuff him. Now, this is a really important point that people need to know because running backs are at a premium in fantasy football because you've got, you know, maybe eight or nine running backs who are elite in this game. Mm-hmm. And then it really drops off, you know, for wide receivers, you can get a really good wide receiver who's not that much worse than Calvin Johnson in the third or fourth round. Quarterbacks, you can get a quarterback who's not that much worse in points than the top quarterback in the sixth or seventh round. But, but running backs are really at a premium. So what you do is when you handcuff a guy, if you pick a Darren McFadden in the first round, you want to later on, maybe in the 15th round, pick his backup. Because if he goes down, you've got to make sure you put him in. So this team... Last year, West Coast picked Darren McFadden and never took Michael Bush, who was his backup. Michael Bush ended up having a really good year. He's in Chicago now, but this is something that's incredibly important because the value of running backs in the NFL is absolutely at a premium. It's never been a higher premium because they're so few and they're so fragile. Well, I, th- I think it's a great point, and that's a, that's a fantasy drafting pearl of wisdom for you there, people, for someone that's been doing it for um, longer than some of you have been alive, as it takes out. But I think you're right, because also if you don't handcuff that player, there's other smart owners out there that are going to try and handcuff that player too. Yeah. And once these guys go down, uh, I think last year a great example off the top of the head was DeMarco Murray in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Felix Jones went out again. DeMarco Murray came in out of nowhere. Now, he got injured. That's beside the point, but... 
if you had DeMarco Murray ready to slot straight in your lineup, for Felix Jones, someone that is injury prone, then you're on your way. So it's things like that that can really help you. And hey, and guess what? DeMarco Murray is going to be a top 15 pick this year. So what you're saying is, I don't think anybody saw Adrian Peterson's injury coming. I think that, you know, he's been pretty healthy over the years. But people that are injury prone, are you saying avoid them totally? Or are you saying avoid picking them high? I think you've got to be really careful with guys who are injury prone. You know, there are certain guys, you know, I don't want to mention Clinton Portis, for example. You just did. Yeah. I just did. Um, <laughs> who, who, you know, year in and year out would have the first five, six weeks of the season, you know, he'd be nearly at a thousand yards. He'd be running over people, particularly once he got to Washington, running over people, you know, just looking great, invariably bro- blow his knee out. You know, um, the, the original Fred Davis, right, was another guy in Jacksonville, have great seasons, blow his knee out. And a guy who we know very well, James, Ronnie Brown. Oh, yeah. Right. Two two years in a row we had him and he was great until he blew his knee out. So, you know, I think you want to stay away from guys who are injury prone. The other thing that, you know, we did last year, which, you know, you could say it helped us or it didn't help us given that we didn't have a great draft, but we won the championship in case anyone hasn't mentioned it yet um, last year is, you know, we really didn't draft anyone over 25 years old. Yep. And we made an effort to try to keep it under 26 years old because... Why was that? Sorry. Button. It was completely ageist. Uh, we're just <laughs> gonna... No, but I think, I think Joe, Joe makes another great point is that fantasy is a... You, get, you have a 12-week season and you go into playoffs. Yeah. So if you're a super team and then your team tanks in the playoffs, mm-hmm. you're done. And I think the way we thought about it was learning from experience to say, look, we want guys that are still going to be producing towards the end. Yeah. I think a great example of that we, like the Falcons, life imitating art to some degree, bid it, traded up, I'm sorry, drafted up high to get Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. And the first five or six weeks of the season, Julio Jones just wasn't a factor. Yeah. Second half of the season, he was a total beast. Yeah. And basically, he ended up winning us at least two games with these monster performances that he had. So I think it was a thought around that. I mean, if you look at our draft last season... Rashad Mendenhall, Mario Manningham, Santonio Holmes, second, third, fourth round picks. Listeners, in case you don't know, these players were terrible fantasy football players. In case you've never heard of them before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. well, you saw Mario no. Manningham in the Super Bowl, and that was fantastic. And again, mm. that was irritating. That's all he did all season. So, again, it's players that are going to be doing things at the business end of the season because there's nothing worse than fantasy if you go have a great season and then at the end you have no gas. Yeah. You lose to a wild card team. So, it's worth thinking about. Okay. The, the free agent market really tightens up as the year goes on, right? Because you get guys in the first few weeks who kind of break out. And we, we were able to pick up Eric Decker last year who had some amazing games with Tebow. And I think Eric Decker is another sleeper this year, which I'm maybe jumping ahead. But you look yeah. at a guy like that, you know, now, now with maybe the greatest quarterback of all time throwing to him. And that's a guy who's going to catch a lot of balls this year. No, let's go with – so you mentioned Eric Decker – and um, without revealing our secrets to the world, who are a couple of real sleepers that you really like the look of? It, probably in the later rounds. Well, look, I, you know, I, I think Decker is one of those guys who absolutely, you know, is going to have um, a super, super year. Um, you know, Tory Smith in Baltimore is another guy. We were just talking about Tory Smith. He's a projected eighth rounder. Who, yes. you know, last year really came out and and impressed a lot of people. 
um, you know, as a, as a rookie and had just a super, super season. Right. Um, and then I think trailed off quite a bit towards the end early on. He had, you know, a bunch of great games and then really trailed off towards the end. But that's a guy who, you know, you have to look at and think, um, you know, he's going to put up big, big numbers again, you know, in that, in that offense where you've got a great running game with Ray Rice and, and, and Flacco, you know, who I think has proved himself, um, is a super quarterback, you know, if you, but if you go into the later rounds again, um, you know, there's guys who I think are going to fall, you know, who you can probably pick up later, whether it's somebody like, um, like Lance Moore, who's always been a consistent, consistent player, um, very good receiver, no question about it. Um, Lauren Robinson, who's now in Washington, who had a couple of great years over the last couple of years and now has RG3 throwing the ball to him. We'll talk about RG3 in a minute because I think there's a really interesting dynamic going on with RG3. Andy Dalton, who came in, had an amazing rookie year with the Bengals last year. They put a couple more receivers around that guy. I mean, that guy could break out and have a ridiculous year, particularly when you look at you know, AFC North, which has been a powerhouse conference, I think defensively is down this year. You know, Steelers got very old at the end of last year. I think um, Baltimore is getting old in their defense this year. You know, Cleveland, unfortunately, is, is, was never good enough to get old at all. <laughs> uh, you know, a guy like Andy Dalton could really have a, a breakout season as a second-year player. Um, so you look at, you know, guys like that and you think, geez, uh, where can I get an Andy Dalton? Where can I get, you know, a Pierre Thomas who, you know, if he's healthy, that's another guy who, if he's healthy, is a great runner. He's had some injury problems over the year, right? So are you suggesting that the key to success is not only who you draft, but the round that you draft them in? It's a really good question, James. I mean, Bill Walsh, the genius, you know, always had this point around the draft where he said, I never really care what round I draft anybody in. I just want the best 15 players or 12 players in the draft, however many players you draft. And there's really a wisdom to it because if you go out and you draft, you know, 20 great players, I mean, only nerds like us are going to look back two years later and say, well, what round did you draft them in? Nobody really cares. If you win a championship and you've drafted a great team, nobody really cares what round you've drafted them in. It's about getting great players. I think that there's a little bit of a luck element in staying healthy, right? And, you know, I think the other thing you really got to think about is the dynamics and the situation because players move around so much now. You get guys who, you know, had really rough careers and then they go to a new place and suddenly, you know, they're born again. And you look at a guy like Marshawn Lynch who had a hard time in Buffalo, he certainly showed some talent, got out to Seattle and has been a beast. And you just keep him from being behind the wheel and that guy's going to continue to be a beast running the football. He's a projected mid-second round of the season. Yeah, and you know, I think that there were some worries about him getting suspended because he had a DUI. It looks like he's not going to get suspended now. I mean, that guy just runs over people in the NFC and you know, you just got, get him in the right situation now where where... He fits. He's in the right system. He's in the right place. And that's just one of the things about the NFL that you kind of have to do your research and understand the different franchises, how guys are going to get used in different systems. You know, everyone's – I mean, the, the big story everybody's talking about is how is Tim Tebow going to get used in the Jets system this year? Are they going to run Wildcat? Is he a gunner? What else does he do on special teams? 
you know, I think I think when when this season is said and done, um, it may be, and we'll we'll see it. It may be that we just don't hear that much from Tim Tebow, right? You're scoring our listeners here, away, yeah, Joe. We no. want to stop you in your yeah, tracks. Hold on, no, hold on, no, 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 no. Tebow week three. No, 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 no. We've 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 promised them a lot, <laughs> right? You can't, you can't, you can't scare them off. It's his 25th birthday today. See, there you go. These are effortless Tebow facts without even thinking about it. See, so yeah. <laughs> who knows? Right? Qu- qu- question for you. So Tim Tebow, one of the um, favorite players in England, and for the listenership of North, North London Forty, I'm a fantasy CEO of a football team. We want to give you the name of Tim Tebow and our other favorite North London 40 players. Give us the name of the round that you think we as CEOs should pick them in. So we'll start with Tim Tebow. Not drafted. Sorry, I just I realized who our players are. I'm sorry, continue. Tim, right. Tim Tebow did not get drafted on my team. Right. Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens, I think, is probably you know worth a 11th, 12th round pick. At that point, you're not giving up too much. I think that there's a very high probability that he does nothing and a 20 to 30% chance that you know he has a pretty good season. Chad Johnson. Does not get drafted. Chad, Chad Johnson will not be in the NFL this season. Again, I can, hear, so I can feel our <laughs> listenership just shrinking by the second here. We, we spent the, the past yeah, couple yeah. of months typing these players <laughs> up. Right? You know, I don't know if you saw... the preseason game before he got cut but I watched that game you know this is how much of an NFL nerd I am I'm watching Miami Dolphin preseason games right there's nothing wrong I don't even care about the Miami Dolphins but Chad Johnson got thrown the ball a couple of times and didn't even come close to catching it I mean just whiffed it completely and you just think like that guy doesn't have a secure spot on the roster he's a knucklehead you know He's mouthing off in the hard knocks thing. And then, you know, of all things, I mean, when I read the story about him headbutting his wife over a receipt for a box of condoms, I thought to myself, this has got to be the onion writing this story. But with Chad Johnson, <laughs> you never know. Like, I didn't think it could be true, except that it was Chad Johnson. Yeah, was- we, we, we covered this earlier, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's, did this even happen, right? Mm-hmm. Fantasy meets reality meets sports meets BS and you kind of have it, right? So you're not saying Chad, you're not saying draft Chad Johnson at all, okay? I think you draft him all. By the way, is it because his wife saw condoms on the receipt that she got upset? Um, Yeah, but we believe that uh, it's because, like, he says that he bought it because of the television show that they were supposed to be be premiering on VH1. So, uh, and to be honest, that does sound like a million and one of the plot lines on one of those shows. It does. Because he wanted to have sex on TV? No, apparently she, she stepped to him and said, oh, if you're going to cheat on me, wrap that ish up. Yeah. Apparently. So he was, he was wrapping that ish up. So mm. he was following directions. Yeah. Yeah. Quite, quite. Like a dutiful husband. Like I watched today's, uh, well, last night's Hard Knocks. And yeah, it, they it just, it was quite sad because everything seemed to be set up towards that. And to be honest, I don't think VH1 necessarily pay more money than the NFL. So I don't know why he would have agreed to that storyline as anyway anyway all back speculation to, back to fantasy back to fantasy our other favorite north london 40 player rob gronkowski gronk gronk, gronk. i mean look gronk is had i think you would say the greatest tight end season anyone's ever had last year yep and so i think that guy is a second round pick for sure 
where in the second? High, mid, towards the end? Hey, look, if, if you get, you know, if you get a very good running back and you're picking high in the first, you get one of the, one of the elite running backs, I think you go for Gronkowski because you've already got a solid position at running back. You're going to be able to get a good quarterback later on. You know, Gronkowski is going to put up numbers that will be equal to or better than any wide receiver in the game. And so I'd go high second. If I, if, you know, in most leagues, they kind of do the snake drafting thing, right? So if you draft low in the first, you draft high in the second. Yep. So, you know, if I had a running back who I was really happy with in round one, if I got an Arian Foster or I got a Ray Rice, I wouldn't hesitate taking Gronk as high as I could in the second round. Right. So if, if any of our listeners are saying, look, okay, thanks, fantasy football expert, but I definitely want to make sure I've got one of my favorite players on the team, favorite for all sorts of reasons. Yep. If you go high with Gronk, you're going to be okay. Yeah. As a as a fancy football as the novice uh, in this conversation, if there's one piece of advice uh, that you'd give to someone who's just decided, hey, I want to take part in this, what would you give them? Don't ever draft a guy because you liked him last year. Okay. I can't tell you. I've made more mistakes in fantasy football because I remember what a great season somebody had for me a year ago and I want to take him again. It never works. It never works. So you're saying potential over sentiment? Every, yeah, particularly for me. You know, I, get, I can get very sentimental with NFL players, particularly if they have a good season for me. Never, ever do that. You have to be totally unsentimental every year and start over from scratch every year looking at these guys because, God, the tread wa- wears off the tire so quickly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, guys who are really good one year – just suddenly disappear and they just don't have it anymore. I mean, if you look at, you know, whether it's T.O. or Chad Johnson um, or, or, you know, even a Randy Moss situation, I mean, those guys went from, you know, being at the top of the game to not being able to make a team within a season. It can sometimes be the ones that you love the most that let you down. (laughs) In a blink of an eye, that's exactly what it is. You know, you want to bring your personal stuff into this. I don't know. (laughs) You, you, you love these people like, like relatives during this season. It gets it. Oh, a couple of quick other fancy things. So you mentioned RG3, and we've spoken about him a lot. RG3 and Andrew Luck, two big rookie quarterbacks coming in. What do you do with them? Do you draft them? Do you leave them? Do you maybe pick them up? What do you do with those two guys? Or do you take one guy over the other? Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, you know, I watched that preseason game, which I'm sure everyone saw the highlights of of Andrew Luck and and seriously I mean that guy you know it was like Joe Montana John Unitas all into one and you just think like they've got they've got you know the right program around him he's been ready to get into this moment his entire life he looks super he's got the athleticism I mean you know I so people are certainly going to step up and reach for luck, right? He's mm-hmm. probably a fourth-round pick, realistically. So people are going to be starting with Andrew Luck in their fantasy leagues this season, confidently? No question about it. No question about it. I think he's a fifth, fourth-round pick. I think you're going to get people who get you know, big woodies for him and go up second, third round for him. And but RG3? I think that's too high. So RG3, I really love RG3. I think he's got – I think he's amazingly talented – 
I think he's in the right situation in Washington, although their offensive line is not quite what it has been in recent years. And that's, that's one of the things that might be difficult for him. But if you look at RG3's schedule this year, <laughs> for, for a team that doesn't have a great offensive line and has a rookie quarterback who they know they want to run, you know, he ran the ball 120 times last season at Baylor. And that's a lot, right? Um, it is. 10-game season, that's, that's 11, 12 times a game. Mm-hmm. I think any NFL quarterback who runs 11, 12 times a game is not going to last the season. Is going to be in the hospital very quickly. <laughs> RG3, while I like him, I think he's got a suspect offensive line, number one. And number two, he's got DeMarcus Ware, Trent Cole, Jason Babin, Jason Pierre-Paul, O.C. Umanura, and Justin Tuck two times this year each. <laughs> then he's also got playing against Jared Allen, James Harrison, Mario Williams, Dwight Freeney, Robert Mathis, Will Smith, Ray Malaluga, and John Abraham. Whew, that's a murderer's row right there. The murderer's oh. row. So, so I think that I would, I would hold off on RG3 as much as I love the guy. Look, if he gets through this year and has a big season, I will give him all the credit in the world. I don't think it's in his hands because of the offensive line they have in Washington this year. But that said, if he's kicking around towards the lower rounds, pretty f- we, I know we talked about sentiment and you should leave it out, but if some people just can't help themselves, if he's kicking around in the lower round, rounds, it's a fun pick to make, right? You've got to admit it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the other, the other fun pick in the lower rounds I think you'd look at is, and name's escaping me now, but they've got you know, a running back from Florida Atlantic who's going to start for the Redskins this year. Who, you know, he's such a sleeper, I don't even know his name right now. He's that underground. I mean, you know, this is a classic Mike Shanahan. I'm going to put anybody I want behind this offensive line. Unfortunately, this year, Mike Shanahan doesn't have the offensive line that he normally has. Right, and that's that's one of the things that I think is going to be a challenge. I mean, this franchise, God knows how much money Dan Snyder's put into this franchise over the last, you know, eight ten years, and and uh, they haven't been able to get there. Listeners, you're being privileged. This is fantasy gold. Program it, use it. It's going to really help you out this season, and and hopefully, as we've been talking about, you're going to have a lot of fun, Joe. Not only do you do fantasy, you also do other American football stuff. And there's a big game coming up. Tell us about it. Yeah, it's actually the bank holiday weekend. So, you know, American football is really seems to be grown, taken off in the UK. Um, there's a there's a um, British American Football League and the Premiership Championship, the Brit Bowl, is happening the bank holiday weekend, uh, which I think is the 25th of August at Don Valley Stadium in Sheffield. And the, the Brit Bowl Championship game in the Premier Division is going to be the London Blitz against the London Warriors. As we predicted here on the pod two pods ago. Soothsayers, that's what we are. You guys are genius. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. We, we, no, we just have to support the London team. No, that's all it is. That's what it is. Yeah, and so, so I'm, I'm an assistant coach with the Blitz. And um, I've been with them. This is uh, a little bit last year, but this has been my first full season with them. The Blitz are the reigning uh, British champions in the Premier League. Now, in the regular season, the Warriors have beat the Blitz twice. And this is the the third match that they're going to play each other the third time this year in the championship game. I think the first game the Warriors won, it was 14-9 to on a touchdown very late in the fourth quarter. And the second game the Warriors won, 
uh, I believe it was um, 17 to 14 on a touchdown very late in the fourth quarter. But it's a championship game, right? So form kind of goes out the window. It's a one-off game anyway, right? Yeah, form goes out the window. I think the the first game this season was a really well-played, hard-fought game. The second game the teams played, neither team played as well. I think they were both tight. Um, You know, in this one, as you say, it all goes out the window. And, man, you know, these guys um, on both teams have, you know, huge hearts, play hard, really represent the sport very well. And, uh, you know, we, we can only cross our fingers and hope that the Blitz can pull this one out. We obviously have to remain neutral. I know, it's, Both it's tough. London teams, it is, it is tough. Um, but we can only wish you the best of luck. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in Sheffield, Bank Holiday Weekend, tickets are available. You don't have a carnival like we have a carnival in London. Yeah. So go and check it out. Why the hell not? Go check it out. Go take your family down there. It's, Joe's hyped it up. It's going to be a... Um, it's going to be a really close game. And yeah, definitely worth checking out. It's going to be a war. It's going to be, there you go. Ooh. It's going to be Watch the only war you can see it in Sheffield. And you guys That's got to the... side of your own house, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you guys got to the final. Somehow you managed to beat Glasgow in the semi-final, I hear. It all got a bit dramatic. Well, it did. So, so um, this past weekend, the Blitz beat uh, the East Kilbride Pirates. Sorry, East Kilbride. Same yeah. thing. Right, okay, yeah. And, um, you know, so they, they, the team went up on a coach Saturday for a game on Sunday and, and got up there on Saturday, went, went into the hotel and checked From in. London to East Gilbride, people. That's From a long trip. Right. I think it was about eight hours on the coach. Uh, Dedication. Now, now, fortunately, you know, the, the, the Blitz players and coaches know how to travel. And so when they left the coach and went to the hotel, they took everything out of the coach to make sure that nothing was left in the coach overnight. Mm-hmm. And some local youths in the East Kilbride area decided it would be really funny to break into the coach, steal the TVs out, and light it a fire. <laughs> and the coach was completely torched and burned to cinders. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an only fools and horses episode. <laughs> and, and so when, when the, the chairman of the Blitz you know, asked the police officer what, what they should do, he police officer turned to him and said, I think as soon as the game is over, you should get back to London. Oh, shit. <laughs> and, you know, the only question being, well, how are we going to do that? So as, as it turns out, the, the East Kilbride Pirates team actually sent some of their supporters with cars over to drive the Blitz to the, to the field, to the match. Right. Mm-hmm. Very, very kind of them. Yep. Blitz returned the favor by, by beating East Kilbride, 714. Yep. Um, and then the coach company, I guess, was able to get a replacement up there to, to get the team back. But, you know, there's no shortage of drama when you go on the road in, in, uh, in the Brit Bowl playoffs. Listeners, wow. forget hard knocks, right? <laughs> forget hard knocks. It's all going it's on It's happening right in here. this country, right? It's happening in this country in our scene. This is where the real drama's happening. Mm. The real drama's happening. Imagine what's going to happen in Sheffield when you go down there. These types of incidents, action, excitement, everything. So, yeah, so this bank holiday weekend... Uh, the Brit Bowl final up in Sheffield, Don Valley, London Blitz, London Warriors. Um, you know, we can't wait for it. Can't wait to hear what happens. And um, we'll be talking about it on the bit of a wrap-up pod, um, talk about what happened. Joe, we've got to give it up. We really appreciate you being Thank our you first so much. ever guest on North London 40. We'd like to ask you a massive favour. Would you come back mid-season, maybe give us a rundown on how the fantasy team is doing, how the season's shaping up, and maybe how your Cleveland Browns are doing? Would you do that? 
Hey, I'd love to. Um, it's always a, always a painful one to talk about the Browns, but I'm happy to come back and do it. But hey, it, it's been great. I love the podcast. I hear great things from everyone who loves American football about the podcast. Everybody's really excited about it, really into it. And so, you know, would love to come back and talk to you more. Ladies and gentlemen, that was our first guest. Give it Thank up, you. Joe Cohen, and Woo! we will see you soon. Take care, guys. People, following hot on the heels of our first guest, we've gone and got guest number two. Jesus, we can't get enough. We mentioned the North London 40 fantasy team and the impending draft that's going to be coming up. Inye breaking his duck in fantasy football. Um, so we thought we'd give one of the guys that invited us to join his league, more fool him, to come <laughs> onto the pod to talk about some little stuff. Because remember, this pod's all about... It's just a fantasy. You know that. So on the line, we've got our boy all the way from the west coast of America, up in the top corner in Seattle. want to say hi to our buddy Justin. How's it going? Woo! Woo! Very good. I'm really happy to be here. Excellent. So you've invited North London 40 to join your fantasy league. Can you tell the listeners, what's this league? Who's in it? What's it all about? What are we letting ourselves in for? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, well, honestly, I, I invited you guys just to kind of see if you really know what you're talking about. I think you'll find that we are absolute experts and we only talk about the best players on the show. Yeah, yeah, but can you draft the best players? That's uh, the real question. Yeah, see, see, we've just we've just had Joe on the pod and we've been talking about we were successful last season in fantasy. Could have been a fluke. We've had bad seasons as well, but we'll we'll get into that. We we sh- we shall see. We've been we've been trying to. Think about our own drafts, but also try to help our listeners at the same time who are going to be having their own drafts as well. But as you know, it's an art, not a science. So we shall see. Absolutely, absolutely. What's the key to a good draft? What are you looking for in 2012 draft? Uh, you know, I wish there was just a key to a good draft. Right? I mean, you, you need to have like a well-balanced team. It's, I, I've talked to some of my friends. They're like, you know, they want to you know, win this position battle, win that position battle. And, and I think it's, it's the whole team has to be solid from top to bottom. If you have great running backs and terrible receivers, you know, you, you probably won't do that great. But if you, have, if you have good, solid players across the board, I think, I think that's the key to, to having a good fantasy draft. Okay, so who's, who do you like? The draft positions in this league we're in have been announced yet or have they been announced yet and we just don't know? No, no, they they haven't. It'll it'll be a, a random draft like, or a random order. I think like an hour before the the draft starts. Okay, fine. So, who do you like first round? Uh, well, so I kind of feel like I'm gonna give away some of my strategy here by telling you this, but that's okay. Uh, so I have I have six guys that I'm really hoping to land in the first round. I, I, I mean, obviously with running backs, you know, Ray Rice, Lashawn McCoy, and Arian Foster are, are the cream of the crop. I think they're head and shoulders above everybody else. Uh, I particularly am very fond of Lashawn McCoy. I have a real soft spot spot in my heart for uh, Philadelphia running backs after Brian Westbrook. That guy was my idol. Won me many of fantasy leagues in the past. So um, I, I, I love those to, guys. Um, sorry to jump in there, Justin, but um, but so you're saying that you like to draft through sentiment as well? Are you saying that you don't just oh, look I, at cold hard facts? Are you just um, I don't know why I'm doing hand movements. It's fine. It's really, it's really fine. helpful for a yeah, pod. It's fine. It's, um, it's, like, it's like an NFL referee with yes. a touchback. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> so you're saying that sentiment obviously plays a part for you when you are um, picking players for your uh, fantasy team. Oh, I definitely would say so. I think. It, I, I think. I mean, is that is that uncommon? Does sentiment not play a part for you? No. Every every CEO is different. Yeah. For every franchise. I, I think we're finding definitely because I'm the novice, and so I'm just I'm sitting back and listening to everyone talk about it. I'm I'm seeing that some people 
you know, sentiment is an important thing. And me, personally, I probably would go for sentimentality. But then again, I would probably also pick the four players that we talk about all the time. And that wouldn't be a very good team, in my opinion. So you mentioned those three running backs. Who else, you, who else do you like? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Megatron, and Matt Stafford. Those, those three guys, I think, are going to have, you know, are, are really big years. I think... I think Stafford is, is poised to be, the, you know, the, probably the second best, if not even the best, point-wise fantasy quarterback uh, of, of the year. Won us the title last year, Matt Stafford, yeah. So, so people, Justin's really giving the game away here with his first-round strategy yeah. by naming the top <laughs> six players on every fantasy experts list that you will find Woo! out there. But that's fine. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. I know. I'm, fine. Really, I'm really reaching here. But I've got some other guys that I like, too, later on in the draft. You asked for my first-round pick. That's not going to waver too much. I don't there's not a, a smoking gun of a football player that nobody's heard of out there. Who's your sleeper? Who's your late-round sleeper? Who would you really like late rounds if you can pick him up from rounds, say, 8 through 15? Who do you like? Um, I, I, I don't know if they'll be there, but I, I really like Pierre Garçon late in the, in the draft. I like okay. Doug Baldwin. Um, I know that's a bit of a homer pick being in Seattle, but I, he's a great slot guy. I think he'll get a lot of yards. He'll get a lot of catches, which are really big in points for reception leagues. Um I like I like Ryan Fitzpatrick a lot this year. I think he'll be really good. I'm a big Stevie Johnson fan, um, and I think Reggie Bush is another guy that uh, that's going to have a big year this year. Who should we avoid? You know, I, I tried to come up with with so I, while I was making notes for this, I, I wrote down guys that I like, rookies that I like, and guys that I don't like. And there's there's only a few guys that I really don't like this year. Um, I really don't like Mike Tolbert. I don't like Ryan Matthews either. Like I just that whole running back situation in San Diego. Matthews I drafted his rookie year, and that guy kind of burned me. I don't really like Matt Schaub this year, uh, which this is the sentiment thing because in the past I've been a big Schaub supporter. I had him last year as my number one quarterback, and he kind of let me down a little bit. I'm just I don't know. I'm kind of over him. Isn't that kind of unfair to say that he let you down when he got injured? He let me down, man. I didn't, you know, like it, I needed him, and he didn't come through. So it's ESPN, the magazine. Um, it's still as awesome as it's ever been. And I, I was reading it this week. The fantasy special uh, has Arian Foster on the cover with a, a unicorn in a fantasy setting, and he is rated the number one player in fantasy football. I think everybody knows that, and he's the piece that people want mm-hmm. to the detriment of the stats of stats of Matt Sharp to Justin's point. But he said that he's like, look, people do come up to you and saying, "What the f, man." You're costing me my league. And, you know, he had, a, he, had a, he had a very kind of apoplectic point about it, just saying, look, you know what, it's the world we live in. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you know that's, that's kind of that. So it's just connections you get with these players and, and you see it. But, you know, I think we're trying to introduce to some new players this season that want to get into it is you end up having an interest in players you would never have an interest in at all. Hence the oh, interest, right? So it's one of the great parts of it. So we, we asked Joe, our previous guest, we're going to ask you as well. We've got our four favorite players on the North London 40 for various reasons. Mm-hmm. And we're going to shout you their names. And we want, you to give, we want you to give advice to the listeners in what round to pick them in fantasy football. You ready? All right, go ahead. Tim Tebow. <sighs> I mean, depending on a run on quarterbacks, I would say somewhere between seven and ten. Seventh and ten round, okay. Tim. Seventh and ten round, Tim Tebow. It's not bad. I expect yeah. a lot of people to I, be picking him up week three or week four when he starts. But you know, it's high, and I'm saying that's high. You know, you know, what did the last guy say? I'm genuinely curious because Tebow's a, Tebow's an interesting case. Like I, I think he could 
starting week three or four. I think he could get snaps as early as week one. I mean, he'll, we were talking about this at lunch, actually, with, with, that he's going to be really tough to defend inside the red zone. Like, what do you do when you line up him and two running backs? Like, sure. what do you do in that situation? It, it'll be really tough to defend that. Look, totally agree. I still think seven's high. I think last season in our league, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, they were going in the seventh, eighth rounds. You can still get those guys. But again, was, people take a flyer, right? I think right? it's going to be different this year just because I think the uh, I think there's there's not as, as – I think there's going to be more of a run on quarterbacks. I mean, a lot of stuff that I'm seeing is people are taking five quarterbacks in the first round. Um, you know, a lot of quarterbacks coming off earlier than normal. And so I, I think, you know – I think Tebow's going to be a quality option in the you know seventh to tenth round. I don't think guys like Roethlisberger or or uh, or Eli Manning or those type of guys will be there that late. So I'm going to ask you a quick bit of advice. So for the Wolfenstow Dogs next season or this season, however you want to call it. So our keeper decision, we've got a decision of keeping Cam Newton for a ten, Julio Jones for a six. Or Aaron Hernandez for uh, for a ten. Who do we keep? Julio Jones, without question. Very first guy on my guys I like in 2012 list is Julio Jones. I love Julio Jones. That that guy is is awesome. I think he could be a top three, four fantasy wide receiver for a sixth round pick. I think he'll probably come off the board in in the second, if not then the the latest would be the third round. If you can keep Julio Jones for a sixth round pick, that's a that's a steal. Versus Cam for a ten. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't see Cam Newton doing the the same thing he did last year. Sam Bradford had a great rookie year and had a dramatic fall off his sophomore season. Uh, I mean, that, that I, I wouldn't argue against that. But when you have an option to keep Julio Jones for a sixth round pick, I mean, that's a, a pretty much guaranteed second round pick that you're getting, you know, four rounds later. You you can't beat that. Yeah, I think. Okay, I mean, I still need to marinate over that one. But I think Justin, Justin keys on a really important area of fantasy football the thing that kills you are the decisions it, it is <laughs> the decisions and you know just to throw a bit of my own advice in there take decisions out of it because they just kill you last season we had two quarterbacks two of the top five quarterbacks in fantasy football matt stafford cam newton and every week we'd sit there for an hour going who do we start out of the two flush the decision away and stick with it that yeah. that would be my advice that i would give because it just kills you well Think that that's a difficult place to be in. i mean it sounds good that you got two great quarterbacks but you know then you got one guy sitting on the bench that's going to get you a whole bunch of points and, and you got to hope you pick the right one i i think julio jones can be your number one right receiver you'll play him every week that he's playing and and there won't be any question about it so we're playing on is it yahoo sports it is yes yahoo sports did um Never use that platform again. Tell listeners, is it as, if any of our listeners want to look to join a league, a platform to use, is it a good one? I, I mean, I think it's good. I've been playing on Yahoo Sports for 10, 12 years. I mean, I guess it's a bit of a nostalgia thing. Um, it, it's, I, I, I don't, at this point, I mean, most, almost all those platforms are pretty much the same. You know, they all kind of offer live scoring. It, it, it's more of a, a personal preference of how you like the presentation of Yahoo versus CBS versus NFL.com or ESPN or any of those guys. It, it, at this point, they all have pretty much the same features. Um, you know, for a free league, you're going to get, you know, live scoring and, and, you know, live draft and all that type of stuff, a message board. Um, so it's not like there's there's dramatic uh, differences that I can see anyways between the, the main players in that uh, fantasy football area. Okay, so if we, if we were to say 
right, listeners, you want to be going into the fantasy football for the first time or never before, or you're obviously an experienced player, what would be the one piece of advice you would give them? Um, well, if you're going in this year, uh, I would say don't buy into the Gronkowski hype. Oh, 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 before, before, we, oh, before we get to before we get to that, we need to we need to see where you're going to pick the rest of our players. Oh, so yeah, let's I forgot start about there. that. Yeah. All right. Where do you pick uh, Rob Gronkowski in the draft? Uh, I would say fourth round. I mean, I, I I wrote down here with my my thing. Don't buy into the Gronkowski hype. I still wouldn't take a tight end before the fourth round, and and I still don't think I would. I mean, I I think he's you know he's great. He's you know. Arguably the best tight end in the league, but it's I don't think he's going to put up numbers that he put up last year. And I, I just, you know, like I, I remember at the end of last season, people were talking about Gronkowski as being a potential first round pick this, going into this season. And, and that talk has cooled a lot. And I think that's good. But I mean, like people are still talking about him in the second round. And, and I just he's not sorry. He's not the number one tight end coming out. No, no, I think he, I mean, I think he is. I think he I mean, it, it's. It's hard to argue against him. I, I think Jimmy Graham is up there too, um, but I just don't. I just don't see myself taking a tight end, you know, in the second round. I would much rather, you know, take a, a, a top flight running back or a quarterback in the second round over a top flight tight end. So you've got to appreciate this is a podcast that is built pretty much exclusively on Rod Gronkowski hype. Pretty much. So obviously yes, we can't. Know. Obviously we can't support that. Yeah. But we appreciate your your um, viewpoint. Mm -hmm. We do. Okay, our other two favorite players on North London 40, where to draft them? Terrell Owens. Just give us a number. Man. Is he going to make the team, you think? Give like, us a number. I don't know. Give us a number. I, um, a number or undrafted. You can say that as no, well. No, again, I would say somewhere in that six to eight, maybe like seven to nine, somewhere around there. Like I, I, it's hard for me to put a number on somebody like him just because for one, I haven't even seen him play. Like, I mean, they, they've been on the news here saying he's, he looks good in practice, but I haven't seen him actually play in, in a game yet. So I, I'm hoping that he'll get some, some run this in the next preseason game. Okay. Chad Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Why are you going to do that to me? I, I wouldn't draft Chad Johnson. Okay. All right. Okay. Bit of a mixed bag there, people. So, but remember, if you want to put these players in anyway, put them in anyway, but maybe just not so high. Okay. So one of the things that we like to do is contrast fantasy football, why it's so awesome, mm. and contrast it to the general kind of whackness of... Wow. We're bringing back whackness, are we? In your face. All right. So whackness of Premier League soccer, fantasy football as we know it in our country. Yeah. Um, you don't have the same excitement. It's not the same. But that said, this week in this city, in our office, there's fantasy soccer leagues getting built and all this type of stuff. And everybody's got the same players and yeah, 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 yeah. So, but you're trying to instill the aesthetics of NFL fantasy football into Premier League soccer. Is that right? How are you doing that? Yeah, so so last year we tried to do a fantasy uh, Premier League uh, league with some of my friends, and we wanted to do the draft style versus a salary cap style, and we couldn't find a site that did it, so we we just kind of scrapped the whole idea. So this year we're doing it on our own, basically. Like we've created a bunch of spreadsheets and Google Docs for scoring. Um, we got two or three people that'll go through each week and score the games. We've broken down the 
all the league matches into to like individual kind of pods, if you will, for each each like set of matches, so that nobody's like got players that are playing in two matches in each scoring week. Um, and then we also worked out, so we had a uh, like a cup style tournament as well that goes on concurrent with the season. So we've got a pretty uh, pretty ornate idea. We just started our draft today. I had the number one pick, and I took Wayne Rooney. I had to. Um, see, this it hurt is my heart. Like... No, I know. I see you making that face. It hurt my heart. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, a, I'm an Arsenal supporter. James can attest to this. And yeah. uh, it hurt my heart to take Rooney. Uh, but I had to. It was him or Aguero. And have, I couldn't you draft heard, have you heard of his new strike partner? Yeah. 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 Uh, 24 million pounds. I'm not mad at that. I know. Uh, as an Arsenal fan as well, I'm incredibly happy with 24 million but still, yeah, uh, yeah Rudy let, first. Let, 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 let's, let's, let's create a rule moving forward with this oh, podcast. God, there should never be more Arsenal fans <laughs> than me on this podcast <laughs> at one time after this. All right. <laughs> I'm saying that. Can I quickly ask you as a Spurs fan? Yes. Um, and this would be a very quick tangent. Yes. How did you feel? Like, at least Daniel Levy got 30 million for Berbatov, but he did hold him hostage. Yes. Did, do you feel that the team ever recovered from that? Of course they didn't. But anyway. From Berber? Yeah. Uh, it, well, obviously, because we ended up being better than we were at that time, but but we were a recipient of in that particular season. You wait, you wait, you wait, you wait, you wait, and then you have no time for a plan B. Mm. I think Arsenal, what they've done, they knew this was happening. And if you want to give any credit to anyone in this whole sham, then at least he came out quite early and and said, "This is what I'm doing." So Arsenal were buying strikers pre Euros and stuff like that, so they were kind of ready for it, right? Yeah. I think it hurt Spurs when Berber left because it was all down to the transfer window. That just kept sulking for, for weeks and weeks and weeks and you end up in a situation where nobody wins. So mm-hmm. I think when it becomes inevitable, you have to do the best thing and you kind of move on. Arsenal have done that. I, I can't believe he's gone to Man United. That shit cray. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's football. It's a funny old game, to mm-hmm. quote my man. And yeah. So anyway, your fantasy Premier League. So you yeah. pick Wayne Rooney, top pick, right? Yeah. Who else won in the first round? Uh, well, so we, we our actual draft isn't until tomorrow. Um, oh, okay. But since I had the first pick, I, uh, I kind uh, of, you know, NFL draft hype. I announced right. number one pick the day before type of thing. <laughs> um, so, so I'm waiting to see who else goes. But I guess the key difference with doing your draft now is that even though the season starts, mm. the transfer window hasn't closed, right? So there's going to be a bunch of players shifting around carbon transfer window closing time, right? Yeah, so we've, we've thought of that and we've, we've kind of... Uh, We've, we've included in the draft, so you can draft any player in the world. If you think somebody's coming to the Premier League, you know, nice. you can pick them up, which I think kind of adds some, some intrigue to later rounds in the draft. Yeah. Um, and then if you draft somebody that, that gets sent out of the Premier League, you're just kind of SOL, like you're like tough break, you know, like you don't get anything for that. And then once the, the transfer window closes, then we'll have like a kind of salary cap type system for, for buying transfers and stuff like that. And, and so we We've tried to th- cover all of our bases. It's the first year, so I'm sure a bunch of problems will come up, but we're, we're, uh, we're working on, on kind of ironing out the process. You could really be onto something. I do think that the, the fantasy system here, partly because it's based on the old-fashioned um, the newspaper rating system, for the most part, although now it's kind of changed um, to more of a points-based system, but like, I think that you definitely are onto something. I think that more people would be more interested in a, a, an American-style draft rather than everyone get the same players, and it's 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 kind of boring in that way. But um, yeah. Hey, um, Justin, do us a favor. Um, would you come back on the pod maybe um, a few weeks down the line and maybe tell us not only how your um, NFL season is working up from a. 
perspective but also maybe how your premier league season is shaping up as well would you do that oh yeah absolutely i'd love to come back this is this has been a blast i think i think we'd also maybe like to come back and maybe dissect some of your pearls of wisdom around drafting strategy yeah. we may get a yeah, few yeah we may get a few irate postcards and telegrams <laughs> from from listeners going who was that alleged quote-unquote expert you had at the end of your pod but no it all comes with a big disclaimer this is the beauty of it people Everyone has a different view, but this is the fun of it, right? Mm -hmm. We can all look at all these lists of stats and they tell us what to do. But it's a little bit like gambling, right? Well, it is gambling. But it's like, look, you can bet on the favorite every time. Everyone likes to bet on the long shot, right? Because that's where the biggest odds are and that's where the most fun resides. So yeah. um, that's it. Justin, we really want to thank you for taking thank time you out of so your schedule much. to come on the pod. Thank you. And we will, we will speak to you on Fantasy Draft Day. Not on the pod, but we'll speak to you then. Yeah. And we will speak to you on the pod very soon. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, All right, man. Then. Take care. Bye. So we've got to say thanks to both Joe and Justin for coming on the pod and talking. Seriously, uh, thank you again. I like as a as as a novice, I feel I feel empowered. I feel like I've just been to fantasy university. I've graduated and I'm ready to make some mistakes. Like that's the best bit, right? You've heard different opinions from Joe. You know, just a different opinion from Justin. You know, different opinions from us. That's the great world about fantasy football. Hey, but listen. That's enough fantasy for now. We need to get out of here. Remember, at NLDN40 is the Twitter. What's the Mixcloud? The Mixcloud is mixcloud.com forward slash NLDN40. If you Google uh, North London 40 Mixcloud, that should also come up as well. Also, at the same time, you should also check out the Tumblr, which is uh, www.tumblr.com forward slash NLDN40. Isn't um, it? Tumblr.nldn.com. Maybe. But just Google North London 40 <laughs> Tumblr and it should come up. Tumblr, like, yeah. Anyway, uh, and of course, don't forget to email us at northlondon40 at gmail.com. That's four zero. It, yeah. Email us, tweet us, let us know your feedback, get involved. This is your podcast, NFL fans in the UK. We're loving this. We're having so much fun so far. Remember, more, a couple more pods to come before the start of the season. Then we are going, people. The real MFN deal. NFL season starts first week of September. Cowboys, Giants. Then starts on the Sunday, 9th of September. It's going to be live. Stick with us. We're going to be going every week. Thank you so much so far, and we will see you next time. Peace. Take care.